But yeah, uh, before we begin, like, how have you been doing, I guess, with everything? Like, that's like the, I've, the check-in. I've been honestly, like, chilling in the best way. I've been making music all day long. I don't sleep anymore, apparently. I just make music. Um, and I've been, like, doing a lot of projects with people lately, so that's been super cool. Um, and, like, spending time with the family here. I live with my dad and my brother. So it's just been nice to, like, yes. be with everyone. Life isn't a distraction. Um, you're just kind of, like, inside, and you spend time together. It's nice. Yeah, yeah what about you? Pretty much the same, yeah. Uh, opposed to, I guess, not being able to do interviews, like, in person or face-to-face. But other than that, it's been... I, I'm kind of, like, a homebody, so that's, I'm not, like like everybody else kind of like so you're used to this yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean of course like <laughs> i've not been preparing yeah. for this for months as, as time goes on of course you kind of want to be more outside but yeah i'm, I'm prepared for this it's, it's not like <laughs> it's not too bad that's fine that's like my brother my brother he's like a cinephile so he watches movies all day long and and is just fine with being inside exactly it's yeah. great so he's okay he's doing fine yeah, exactly <laughs> but yeah uh to begin, like, my name is Bill Osmond. Uh, I have a platform called Studio One. I film the show with my friend Mike. He does the editing and all that side of it. Nice. Been doing it, I guess, for six, seven months now. Uh, we interview international artists. Uh, my main goal has been interviewing local artists in Toronto and putting highlights on them. And it's been going really great so far. So That's awesome. Yeah, so it's great to get you on. So right. before, before we begin, can you just briefly introduce yourself and then we'll just get started yes um my name is jesse maxwell i am a singer songwriter producer mixer from toronto uh and i make a lot of music and i hope you listen to the interview and like it (laughs) cool Uh, (laughs) so obviously uh i know you grew up uh in toronto can you talk to me about it was like growing up in toronto and i would say early musical influences or if you have a memory of when music really came into your life i do yeah well i've lived so yeah i've lived in toronto my whole life um toronto's great i love toronto i've lived in a few different places toronto is the best out of all of them um i think it's just home i have a sentimental connection to it so i love toronto um and when i was six years old all i wanted to do was play piano so, um, and I wanted to do like classical piano, the, the Royal Conservatory, uh, which is a, which is a Canadian grading system. Uh, I started that when I was six years old and my parents had found a flyer of this dude, uh, <clears throat> named Rusi Tarmakov and it was in the mud outside of our house. And so they like picked out the piece of paper and called this dude up and he was my teacher for the next 10 years and took me through all of the Royal Conservatory. Um, so it was sick. So that's, that's really when my love of music started but it's you know the cliche i've been doing it my whole life yeah Uh, since i was a baby everything was rhythm everything was music and i actually used to like stand in front of the stereo with my hand on it um i couldn't tell you why but that's just what the vibe was yeah and uh (laughs) for all for all the instruments out there what what, what do you think it drew you to the piano (sighs) i don't know um i don't know there's something about the piano that I just love the percussive element to it. Um, but I think when you're that age, that's the first thing you think of maybe. Cause 
that's what people usually do. I mean, I know people who, you know, started with, uh, my cousin started with a clarinet or my other cousin started with the violin when they were very young. But for me, I just gravitated more towards piano. I like the sounds of it. And when it comes to, I guess, studying music and doing all that sorts of things, at what point do you start to come with the idea of, you know, I'm going to write songs or I'm going to sing or like, I'm going to use my vocals. Like at what point did that, did the two worlds connect? So if I want to be an artist. It was a, it was definitely a process with different stages. Um, it started from the piano, then went to musical theater type stuff. So I started, um, I started, uh, this, I, I was accepted into this theater company when I was like 12 or something um, and I really started enjoying singing and enjoying performing and then I wanted to really start working on my voice because um, I felt that that was my strongest asset and so I, um, I I took some lessons I recorded like a bunch of covers on my garage band I think I recorded like 300 covers um, of different songs and I think I was just like running out of things to cover so I moved to New York and uh, I was fronting this blues rock band called Queens County Roots. And uh, the lyricist, who is also the guitarist of the band, his name is Marlon Hurt, is incredible. And I was able to like sit with him and watch him like create things. And that process to me was really intriguing. And I wanted to do something like that. So I started writing music and I would like send it to him and he would give me some pointers yeah. um, and like talk me through the general yes and no's of songwriting and structures and things like that. And then it, it just kind of happened. And I wrote like a hundred songs that year. Um, that was like all I was doing. I built a little studio. I mean, I'm in my studio now that I built, but in New York, I built a, a very small studio. Um, and I just kind of like wrote and record and things came out. And here I am later with like multiple projects ready. <laughs> Pretty cool. Do you remember uh, some of the early songs? Like uh, their yes. demos and what do they sound like? Talk to me about yeah. um, talk to me about those and how you see yourself as you progressed. Um, <clears throat> I know for sure the sound of what I was doing was very different than what I'm doing now. Um, maybe for the reason that it just hadn't evolved yet. But I was the first few songs I wrote were very um, like high energy neo soul type stuff um which are still great and we still play it today there's one song called lost which we play which was the first song i ever wrote uh we play it with my live band um and it's so much fun to play um so we still use it and even on the album that's coming out a lot of the stuff on the album that's coming out radio silence was most of my very early stuff so the song nefertiti i wrote um I think it was like the third or fourth song I had ever written yeah. in my life. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't have that much of, I mean, there, there's always that awkward phase of, of getting out the, the trash stuff so that you can, you know, hone in your skills. But yeah. I really started okay. Like I didn't have a lot of trouble writing. I think that I had studied music my whole life in, in different mediums and it, it just was easy for me to start writing. Yeah, I like that you touched upon that too, because a lot of artists, um, you know, they'll go to school for other things, and they'll study stuff, and they'll balance music and things like that, but for you, you know, I've talked to artists that went to school for music as well, but from your perspective, how, um, I know it definitely did help you uh, with going to school for music, but from your perspective, how much did that help you? 
being in the conservatory and how much you took from that and made an, a career out of all the things that you learned? Like, what is it from your perspective? For me, I think um, for for this type of music that I'm doing, I needed some sort of music theory. Um, now, I have a friend. His name's Matt Fasulo. He's amazing, um, and his music is out on like all platforms. He doesn't know any. Um, he he never studied musical theory, but somehow he's able to create these incredible songs. So I don't understand how people do that because for me, I couldn't do that. I I wouldn't know where to start. Um, but for the stuff that I'm doing, like me, um, me and my guitarist Andreas, we just created this song that's like this kind of dark jazz, trip hop inspired tune. Yeah. And like, I don't think I would have been able to create a lot of the things if I didn't have a solid theory background because there was a lot of little scales that we used. Like, um, we used like a Mixolydian scale at one point. Like, there was some weird things that were going on that like I wouldn't know otherwise because I never studied it. So. It's it's really about what you want to take from it. I would always encourage people to do it. I think that having the knowledge of all the theory and all the practical knowledge that I studied really helped me out and like maybe fast tracked my my creative process a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And touching upon the upcoming album, Radio Silence, uh, I've gotten a chance to listen to it. It's really really good. Um, Thank you. So this in two parts. Um, one, this idea of like. We're living in this time where music is, you can't really define the genre. And definitely when I listen to the album, there's so many genres that you touch upon and you don't know which is which. So can you tell me about that? And can you also tell me about the importance of this album and what Radio Silence means to you? Okay. Um, well, the first, I'll, I'll touch on the first question first. I think um, this album does have a lot of sounds. I mean, I mean, no two songs on the album sound the same and i kind of wanted it to be like that because this was the first project that i had done and i thought what a cool way to present it instead of you know this is a pop album or this is an r&b album um i wanted to just kind of give a little bit of a mix of everything um so you know there's like a blues song on there and there's like a very 80s song sounding on there and there's like a piano ballad and like there's a lot of there's a lot of versatility and I think that that was a cool move for the album. And then I, I think it kind of defined um, who I was and want to be as an artist. Cause I, I don't really want to be confined to one specific sound. Um, especially now that I, I have been doing this longer and I have more knowledge about production and songwriting and melody writing. And like, I have created, you know, really sweet piano ballads. And then I've created really like, trippy weird experimental stuff and then and there's some like straight r&b and like it blues and it there's it's it's just fun for me that way i think yeah it just i don't limit myself to one specific sound um so yeah and the album is super important for me um i i love this album i think that this really um i don't know to be honest it it holds a lot of meaning to me um, of who I was when I was creating this and, and, um, a big part of the album, I mean, the message of the album is really these feelings that you feel when you're alone, um, and this internal dialogue. So each song represents a different, a different topic, I guess. So average that it was released touched a lot on loneliness, room and hell that was released touched a lot on addiction. Um, I go into 
infatuation in one of the songs. I go into obsession in one of the songs. I go into love and charm in one of the songs. Like it's, I wanted each of the things, each of the topics to be very different and kind of conquer that world of what's going on in here when nobody's around. When it comes to music for you, um, knowing that the album means a lot and there's a lot of heavy topics on it, when it comes to releasing records, do you see it as something of is it a vulnerableness to it when you release the records? Like it's out there, you know, or for you, is it just uh, releasing these records? I'll start something new for you. Is it, is the process of releasing these records? Like how much of the weight does it hold for you? Cause definitely I feel like there's a vulnerability to it in releasing these like personal records. I agree. I mean, for me, it's both really, because I've been sitting with, with this album for over a year right now. Um, so it's this thing that me and my label have had just ours um, for the longest time. And then you kind of, you know, build up the momentum and you get excited about it. And then you put it out there in the world and it's like a child and you, you know, you can't do anything once it's out. You just hope that people like it and, and people will listen, they'll love it and take care of it and all those wonderful things. Um, but there is definitely a vulnerability to it. I think there's a difference when you put out a single and then when you put out an album, because an album takes a lot of time and thought and it's planned out a certain way and it's an experience that you're creating. Um, and, you know, in my opinion, more than just a single can bring, it's, it's a long period of time and people will sit through it and really get into your head about what's going on. Um, so there definitely is a vulnerability, although I'm, I've already moved on to the, I've already made like several new EPs um in this span i made two <laughs> in quarantine yeah. um so like i'm still moving forward and like excited to release material time is a weird thing for me because like now that i've finished like there's this one ep that i really want to drop um but like this album is coming out so so i have to plan things out but like i've already been that you know when you drop something for everyone it's new um, but for and you, for, for yeah. like, I've been sitting with this forever. So, and like, and like, I know it. And then it's not, it's not as exciting to me, I guess, because it's like, well, I already know and I already love it and I already listen to it all the time. So it's a different feeling from the, from the listener and then the artist, but, um, it's definitely a little bit of both. I just really hope people listen to it. I've, we've worked very hard on this album and like, it's to the place that I always imagined that it would be. So it's great. So I, I, I think people are really going to like it. Yeah. I do, think that's, I do think that's like an interesting point too, because a lot of artists or bands, when they do um, like press and they do tour and, and they go and they perform their records, they're always kind of like say, oh, this album was actually done six months ago or I've been sitting in on it for a year and we actually have something coming right after. And like that is an interesting perspective to, to talk about because as something does get released an artist is already thinking ahead so for you how as an artist how is hard is it to be i guess patient in i guess allowing a body of work to breathe until you feel like all right it's time to jump onto something new is that something you learn with totally i mean just recently i even learned that lesson because um so the story of this album is that i came to um uh, my label is Transfat Records in California, and I came to them because I, I knew um, I featured on a song of one of their artists named V Conscious, and so we already had a rapport. And I came to them with this demo, 
which at the time I didn't know any, like I didn't know how to mix. I didn't know how to uh, produce any, like it was, it was such a mess. And I came to them and I said, I'm going to release this. What do you think? Um, and, and they were like, just hold off because this has a lot of um, potential that we want to bring out in it. So let's work on it. And, and we're going to, we're going to bring this to the place that it can be. So that was a waiting game for me because I was ready to drop it forever ago with these demos that were trash. And if I did, it wouldn't have taken this form that it did today. Um, and I, I, you know, I would have released it on SoundCloud or something. No shade to SoundCloud. It's great. But now yeah. I've been able to build this online presence on Spotify recently, um, which is amazing. And like, I'm so excited to drop this album while a couple thousand people are listening. Um, you know, which is which is way more than it ever was before. And if I would have dropped it before, I wouldn't have seen this and I wouldn't have felt as good about dropping it like I do now. So it is really a waiting game. And I know all artists struggle with this because I struggle with this and it's terrible because you're excited about something and you just want to put it out at the moment. But um, these things take time and they, you know, you need time to build. Um, you need time to for people to start getting to know you because they don't care like as much as i as much as i love what i'm doing if someone hasn't heard anything that i've done in the past they're not going to care to listen so you have to really build up that presence and that that following before you know you're able to do things like this if that's what you want for sure and <clears throat> i've noticed uh that you i think got asked to perform at this uh george Stropanopoulos. uh I think it's a Canadian. Can you uh, touch upon that and and what the the goal of that was? I I didn't read too much into it, so can you like explain to me what it was? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, at the moment, I'm still finding out more about it. I know a, just a little bit, but uh, it's for the Canadian Music Fund, something, yeah. um, and it's hosted by George Stravinopoulos. And, uh, and it's basically this concert for the frontline workers to show support. Um, and they're going to be raising money that's going to be going, all the proceeds are going to be going to them um, because they have been putting in incredible amounts of work. Um, and, and it's a selfless deed that they're doing to be working through this time and putting their lives in danger. So I think it's really beautiful that, you know, everyone's coming together to support these people uh, who deserve the recognition for yeah. sure. So that's going to be on June 7th. I'm super excited about that. And you've uh, performed at community centers too. Uh, please talk about that because I think that's amazing. Yeah, I um, I performed so far at just one at the Cheltenham Care Community. Um, although I have a few more booked, and uh, it's you know it's difficult to plan because again they're so um, in panic mode right now that like the last thing that they can think about is let's have this musician come and play some songs for our people, but. Um, when I went to Cheltenham, it was a really, really nice vibe. Like, um, there was a bunch of, of the residents that came down to sit in the rec hall and some of the workers stayed on the second floor and everyone was just watching and we were just enjoying and playing some tunes. And I, I played, um, a lot of songs from the forties and fifties. So that, um, you know, it was their type of music and I know that they would love it. Uh, we played about, I played about 40 minutes. And it was great. It made everyone really happy. Uh, it just kind of gave them a second to chill um, because everyone needs that, especially especially now. So it was nice. I was glad. I was really humbled that I was able to do that. And like the reaction from them 
was more than I could have imagined because from, you know, you rarely see the impact of what you do for people. Um, you know, especially online, we live on this very online world. So if, if I say something and it really touches someone or vice versa, you know, we don't know how each other has reacted. So to actually see it in person and I've played you a concert and you're clapping and, and you're tapping your feet and you're vibing out and whatever it is, um, that's really nice to see. It made me feel really good. Yeah, for sure. And usually when I'm when I'm near the end of interviews, I feel this like a my like thing I keep doing now, just because with, okay. with, with with not being able to have face to face interviews and things, like my like thing now. Because I usually say, you know, how how is the rest of the year looking for you? You know, with concerts and shows, and but that's not a thing really. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess for you. Um, I guess if you have one thing that you would like to accomplish by the by year's end in terms of releasing other music or just um, finding new ways to do things on the internet until you know things get back to whatever the normal is, what for you is kind of your hope for the rest of the year? Um, I would love to release more music. I just have it ready, um, mix and master it and all. So whenever the time is right, that would be amazing. And I think I'm kind of limited to just that for sure right now. I had an album release show um, that is obviously canceled now because that's what's going on. Um, but if the world comes back to normal, I'd love to play live shows again. I miss playing live shows. That was like the best part of it. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna keep that one as an extra. But yeah, definitely dropping new music and i would like to keep growing on my spotify i think would be really cool it's really it's really exciting to like see the numbers grow by a lot every single day when i wake up it's so sick um so i just really hope that it continues like that for sure but um yeah on a final note man uh thank you for coming on studio one uh i got a chance to listen to your album i think it's really great and that's kind of nice because i feel like Especially in Toronto, I think there's there's a lot of kind of artists make kind of similar music in the kind of the space. But so listening to your music and knowing it's a Toronto artist, it's a it's kind of a, it was kind of a nice kind of breath of fresh air kind of. And like I do love I do love Toronto, but it was nice kind of hearing this album that sounded like so cool and different and like so many different genres. <clears throat> I thought it was really great. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jabril. No problem. Uh, again, thank you for taking the time out and um, have a good rest of the day and, you know, stay safe and healthy. Amazing. Thank you for having me on. Blessings. Thank you. Studio One.